one of my favorite pastimes is taking out a pad of legal paper and a pencil. And I start, I started listing the reasons I'm happy. I'm optimistic. Episode 187, how to be more optimistic. You're listening to the game changers with Jason Jennings, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. With one and a half million listens and downloads growing every week, this is The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today bestselling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, and reinvention. Jason, great to be with you today. Uh, Dale, it's uh, really good to be with you, too. And before you continue and set up our time together today, uh, you were just telling me before we began that you had a fascinating afternoon, and I think that everybody listening would uh, love to hear about it. So my day job uh, has me as the chief innovation officer for Better Business Bureau. I call it, I get to play the mad scientist exploring new ways to add value. And today we held a workshop on virtual reality for the construction industry. So if you're anything from remodeling home, uh, building from scratch, remodeling or selling homes, we showed the future of virtual reality. So tell me about it. Uh, it was absolutely amazing. I put on a, on a virtual reality headset and I walked through a house that had not been built. So I, you could walk in the front door. I, I went through the hallways. I went into the laundry room and saw how the washer and dryer were laid out. I then went back out the laundry room and I saw a set of stairs and I thought, well, this will be interesting. And I literally got myself up the stairs, walked up into the bonus room and the upstairs, walked out onto a balcony overlooking, uh, this amazing, landscape that was realistic to where the house was. And I could literally experience the house as the architect had put it together and say, oh, I like that. I don't like that. You know, can, and oh, here's the really cool thing. Everything is virtual, including the coffee table in the center of the living room, I could get down on my knees and look underneath the coffee table to see how high it was and if I liked the the structure of the coffee table underneath. I mean, and, and, and so then you can say, no, I don't like the laundry room this way, or no, I don't like this color palette, or no, I, I want different cabinets. Uh, so, you, so you get to experience the house that you're going to remodel or the house you're going to build. Uh, let me ask you, uh, this must be terribly expensive. Uh, what does what it cost? So the, the price tag for where it's at right now is right around 35 cents a foot uh, is what they're, what they're either they're aiming for because this is all so new, um, at least for this neck of woods in Idaho. Um, but that's not too bad. And you think about if you're going to build a 3,000 square foot house, we were talking about it before we hit the record button and there's, it's a $1.2 million house. You're talking about a few thousand dollars to create this walkthrough that you can experience before anybody swings a hammer, drives a nail, and uh, breaks gir- breaks dirt, it's not that terribly expensive, no, and not. it saves you a lot. Wow! And and of course, like a lot of things, uh, I, I guess as this becomes more commonplace and more people take advantage of it, the price of technology always tumbles at some point in time. Absolutely. That's the thing. You're seeing the technology get so much better. Yeah. Uh, do, you have, do you have any idea of how many companies are playing in this space right now? 
I don't. That's a great question. Um, we had we brought in three different companies: one commercial, one residential, and one real estate focused to do demos for people in the industry. And it was it was a lot of fun to see. It was eye opening. Very cool. Oh, here's the thing. Um, you'll love this because it speaks to human nature. The first time one of the companies brought a client in with their real estate agent and the architect, none of them wanted to put the headset on. And they figured out that it was because people were too embarrassed. They'd never done it before. They'd never put a headset on. They didn't want to do it in front of somebody else. Yes. So that led this company to create a virtual experience for groups. So husband and wife uh, or spouses can get together. Um, You and your architect, you and your builder can get together. You name it, whoever you want to bring with you in the experience, don the headsets and walk through this together. Oh, wow. And see each other and point at things. And I like that. I like that. So that's, that's what's coming down the pike. And how realistic is it? Uh, so one of them, they use actual f- photos, drones to capture the images. That's obviously very realistic. The ones that are constructed, it's video game quality. Yes. So it's, it's believable. I mean, when I, so when I stood at the top of the stairs, I wobbled because it felt like I, was, I could <laughs> fall over. I love it. I mean, you know, as chief innovation officer, you really get to play and, and see and do a lot of things, don't you? It is a lot of fun. I am hugely optimistic about the future. Oh, so am I. I, that- am, <laughs> I am more optimistic about the future than I have ever been in my life. I'm, I'm so excited. When, when I saw this uh, telephone this week, uh, Samsung and uh, Huawei else also came out with one where you've got your phone and it opens up to an expandable tablet. Did you see those this week? I did. The foldable phones. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh my God, I'm going, this is unbelievable. This is so exciting. I, I'm, I'm going to have to get one. And I mean, yes. the price tag's a little dear, but uh, I'm going to have to get one. I'll tell you what, you certainly had a better time doing what you did with virtual reality than I did being on an airplane with a cranky guy. <laughs> All right, tell us the story. This leads us into our topic for today, how to be more optimistic. So you learned okay. it from a cranky guy. Yeah, I did. So anyway, so uh, was boarding an airplane uh, last week. I was on a window seat. Normally I get an aisle. So I paused at the aisle and I said, I, I think I'm on the window. And he begrudgingly and kind of crabbily looked up and stood up like he was all put off. And I said, good afternoon. I'm sorry to inconvenience you. And from from from. And I mean, you know, I would say 45, 48 years of age. I mean, uh, not an old timer by any stretch of the imagination but he sure was pretty grumpy. And so I sat down and uh, tried to engage with a little conversation a little bit before we took off. I'm not a big talker on airplanes, but I mean, there, there was no response. And I heard him on a telephone call being cranky to uh, his, he kept calling her, uh, you're my secretary. And then he was having a conversation. I, I'm Presumably it was his wife and he was cranky and down on that. And I mean, just, I mean, Mr. Bad Attitude. And so uh, I didn't have a book on the airplane, didn't have anything I was going to read. So I finally uh, took out a, one of my favorite pastimes is taking out a, uh, a pad of legal paper and a pencil. And I start, I started listing the reasons I'm happy. I'm optimistic and, uh, and the things you can do to be more optimistic. And I was kind of, hopefully might ask me at some point in time, what are you writing? But he never did. Uh, but I came up with this list of 
uh, of how you could always be optimistic, how, how, how you could always see yourself, how, how you could always be up. And, and this is really based not on things that I've discovered, uh, but things that my research has led me to during uh, interviewing tens of thousands of people for my books and speeches, uh, observing CEOs up close and in action, uh, studying successful entrepreneurs. And so it's kind of like my life's journey, some of the things I've figured out, the things I've seen other highly successful people do. And I don't profess that it's going to be a complete list, but I think it's a pretty good one. I spent several hours on the airplane uh, working on it. So if, you, so if you're set, I'll, I'll, I'll take you through my list of, of, of how to be more optimistic and how to be optimistic all the time. Launch into it, sir. Okay. All right. Well, I began doing this several years ago, and I would not have figured this one out myself. Uh, I, I landed on this from talking to a CEO back in Illinois uh, of a company. When I first met him, it was about a five or $600 million company. Now it's a 4 or $5 billion company. He's a real sage, neat guy, and I wrote about him in one of my books. And, uh, and that's when I began doing this. And so every morning, as, as you know, I'm uh, out of bed at the crack of dawn, and uh, I, I pour myself my one single cup of coffee. I go out to the greenhouse. I uh, sit in the dark and uh, sip the coffee and uh, turn on my meditation music. And I, I hope I'm, I'm practicing what is meditation because I've never taken a class in meditation. But I practice being mindful 10 minutes Every day. And uh, I actually call that my gratitude time. And uh, just 10 minutes. And you know, Dell, it's been proven that just meditating and, and being present, letting yourself go, uh, reduces stress, lessens anxiety, leads to better emotional health, promotes self-awareness, and generates, I love this one, generates kindness. And so if you want to have a great attitude, begin your day by spending 10 to 15 minutes just practicing mindful meditation. So that's, that's my number one tip. Uh, the next thing I do is I kind of switch gears, and I spend about 10 minutes asking myself. And again, I learned this from other people. Uh, I, I'm, I did not come up with this myself, but I've been doing this for a long time. Spend 10 minutes asking yourself what you want to accomplish during the day. And uh, if anybody were standing outside the greenhouse listening in, they'd think I might have gotten a little bit goofy because I actually talk aloud during this exercise. Um, so I spend 10 minutes talking aloud about the big things I want to accomplish, the value I want to create that day. I make a list uh, of, the, of the two, three, or four big things, not the tasks I want to do, but the big ways that I want to matter that day. And then what I found is that by saying it aloud, uh, it really stays first and foremost in my mind. And then number three, uh, you'll remember, and I, I've been doing this since long before him, uh, but about three or four years ago, there was an admirable, uh, and I'm sorry, yeah, an admirable admiral, uh, William McRaven, uh, giving the commencement address uh, at the University of Texas, and uh, uh, former SEAL or a lifelong SEAL, and he talked about in his commencement address that the first task of the day will lead to the completion of other successful tasks, and his first task is every day, make a bed. My task every day, as soon as I have done my meditation, done my planning for the day, is I, so earlier today, I sent Dale a picture. You want to tell them the picture I sent you? It was a beautifully prepared bedroom. I mean, you could bounce the quarter off 
the yeah, you could. comforter on that bed. It was so flat and so neat, and the pillows were just perfect. Everything on the shelves was just right. Yep. So I, I asked said, if it was a hotel room. Yeah. So I sent Dale a picture of uh, of the master bedroom, and I said, you, you, "You'll you'll get it when you see the script later on the day." And damn, Dale wrote back to me in ten seconds, and he said, "I bet it's about making a bed. You are just too slick, dude." <laughs> but I will tell you, I make a perfect bed, and uh, and it takes some time. Uh, it takes me, I would say, ten or fifteen minutes a day. And sometimes I'm on my hands and my my knees and tucking in this and tucking in that and standing back and looking at it. I want it to be perfect. So number one, it allows me to complete. I mean, my first big task of the day, so I have a sense of accomplishment. And even if my day went to hell in a handbasket, and I don't allow that to happen, but if it did, I'd have a nice bed to go home to or go to sleep in that night. Now, you told me you also do something that I do. Do you remember what you told me today? Absolutely. I make it such a habit that it even happens in a hotel room. Uh, and if I'm going to be in the same hotel room for a couple of days, I, I listen, I don't want to ruin the environment by having them change sheets and pillowcases every day. I'm a, I'm a pretty clean guy. So the first thing I do in the hotel room is I make the bed and I always strive to make the bed better than the housekeeper could have made it. And then I leave he or she a tip and a thank you note and just said, I took care of the bed for you. And you can't believe some of the nice notes and smiley faces I get left in return. So try making a perfect bed, not just throwing stuff together. I mean, that doesn't give you a nice bed to go back to at night. Make a perfect bed. Number four, and and that is this, exercise and move. You have to have a program for exercising and moving. Again, science demonstrates that you will be happier. It'll help with weight loss. It's good for muscles and bones, increases energy, reduces risk of chronic diseases, helps your memory, and, and helps you sleep. I mean, if you, if you work out every day if you, and, and if you move every day, it's just going to make you a more optimistic person. Uh, I was off the road yesterday, so I had a session with my trainer in the gym, and we were doing upper back, and we were doing some stuff that I'd I haven't done for a long, long time uh, some exercises I hadn't done. And it was hard. And he was pushing me. And and I felt it today. But I skipped down the stairs from that gym after that hour-long workout with him, thinking, I mean, yes, I just made something happen. The next one is this, and I see people do this all the time. Consciously ask yourself if you're making a mountain out of a molehill. I come across this one all the time with people in companies, with people in customer service, with people in business, even with some of my family members. I was reading a story uh, written by an author who the only thing he remembered about his grandmother, one thing, that his grandmother always had a tablecloth on the table in the dining room and a tablecloth on the table in the kitchen. And if anybody dropped a speck of chocolate cake or a drop of milk or a drop of liquid, the woman would go ballistic. She would go crazy than a bed bug. And she spent her whole life, I mean, uh, just obsessive, obsessive compulsive about a damn tablecloth. And I mean, that's the, that's the most long lasting memory that this guy had of his grandmother. So I don't know how you deal when you're tempted to make a mountain out of a molehill, because we all get tempted sometimes. But what I've seen on the part of other very highly successful people is they just take a deep breath and they say to themselves, it's just not 
worth it. And if you need to repeat that a couple of times, it's just not worth it. Don't go there. Don't do that. Don't invest the energy. It is just not worth it. The next one, and and I, I get to witness this all the time on the part of great CEOs and great entrepreneurs and great company owners, and that is this. Bring, bring some value to somebody's life. And, and how do you bring value to somebody's life? Well, I think it's by being interesting. Uh, if you're interesting, if you're interested, you therefore can become interesting. Contributing knowledge to someone else's interests. Uh, be attractive. Uh, share your influence and connections. Make a list of your strengths and, and offer to share them. One of the things I'm doing right now, and I think I may have mentioned this just a few weeks ago, is I am mentoring a young uh, 26-year-old Latino guy who uh, is a single father of two children, 10 and 6, works as a butcher, 45, so he's a, a full-time a uh, single father of two, uh, works 45 hours a week as a butcher, and is going to school full-time. And once or twice a week, I, I make myself available for 45 minutes to an hour. We meet for a cup of coffee. We talk about homework, homework assignments. We go over outlines for essays. We work on math problems. And the guy is acing it. He's getting A's in every single thing, and he's looking forward to a great career in the medical field. Um, just how can you not be optimistic? I mean, if you if you get to bring some value to somebody else's life. It goes without saying, the next one, uh, eat a healthy diet, veggies, fruits, lean meats, fish and chicken, eat small portions. I mean, keep your weight down, uh, keep your weight in check. And that does not mean that you have to live a life of, of denial. I happen to have a fondness for uh, ice cream. And so uh, maybe uh, once a month, coming home from the gym or on a weekend, I'll drive by Woody's Ice Cream Yogurt parlor and, uh, and, and enjoy a small little bit of ice cream with a little bit of hot fudge or a little bit of chocolate sauce. It doesn't mean you have to have a life of denial, but it means as a general rule of thumb, you need to eat a healthy diet. The next one I have struggled with my entire life, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, um, but don't try and direct or lead other people's lives. Stifle it. Shut up. It's just not worth it. You know, there are just some people out there who don't want to be happy or successful. They don't have what it takes to become successful. You can't make someone else successful. And and if you end up making someone else successful, uh, you make others weak by being a crutch. I think it's actually self-centered and selfish to try and direct and lead the lives of other people. And I really struggled with this one Early in my career, uh, there was one family member uh, with a high, a great amount of talent, and I wanted him to achieve greatness. Uh, and uh, it didn't happen because he didn't have what it took. And uh, it really damaged the relationship I shared with him. And uh, I, I've, I've seen it happen. I wanted employees, uh, I mean, to be all in. I wanted them to become great managers. I wanted them to become great leaders. I wanted them to be what I wanted them to be. And if anybody asked me what my biggest professional struggle in my 20s and well into my 30s was, it was trying to lead or direct other people's lives. Um, You can't be optimistic, I mean, if you're going down that road. The next one, uh, you know the program I began several years ago, pay someone a compliment every day. I do it to this day. Somebody is going to get a compliment every single day. And what you get karmically in return is far more than the effort. I mean, to walk up to somebody and give them a genuine compliment. I mean, just yesterday in the gym, 
I mean, there was a, a woman, a very, very well-turned-out woman in her 40s. But what I noticed was she just has perfect form in every single exercise. I mean, uh, you know, my trainers always say, chest out, you know, straight up. This is the perfect form. And I mean, he's, if he says it once, he says it 20 times during a session. No, 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 no. Chest up, chest up, you know, head this way. Uh, and so I just walked up to her and I said, ma'am, um, I have to tell you, uh, you've got the most perfect form in terms of doing exercises of anybody I've ever seen. This woman positively beamed. I mean, you thought so, you would have thought somebody had given her a $100,000 ring. I mean, she just beamed. And I know she was beaming. I know that she went home and told her husband or whoever her partner is, you know, somebody came up to me today and told me that I have perfect form in the gym. Pay somebody a compliment. And it just comes back to you over and over and over again. Next, meet someone new every day. How do you do that? Take a walk, go to the gym, go to the supermarket, join a book club, volunteer, talk to a neighbor, walk a dog. I mean, whatever you have to do, try to meet someone new every day. And then finally, um, when you're disappointed, and I know I sound like I'm perennially positive attitude, and I, I am, because I would never let anybody know if I was down. Uh, I just I wouldn't do it because half of all people wouldn't care, and the other half would be happy. So nobody would ever know if I was disappointed or down a little bit. But when you get disappointed, I get disappointed. Um, I, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I lost a speech to Jim Collins. I mean, I hope he loses some to me too, but I, I was, I was bummed out. I mean, it was something I wanted. Um, I, I knew I was a perfect fit and, and I lost it. I was disappointed. Well, what you have to do is just spend five minutes consciously looking for the good. Um, look for the lesson, smile, change perspective, and something good will happen. And in the case of that speech, another speech that I'll probably enjoy doing more uh, came along in Philadelphia coming up in about four or five weeks. So uh, those were the notes I made to myself on this airplane with Mr. Cranky Pants. I'm glad you had a chance to sit by somebody who was cranky because that was very helpful. And insightful. You found the, you found, uh, what is it? How to definitely turn lemonade out of lemons. Well, you know, and, and again, these are things, Dale, that I, uh, I, I don't think that I would have landed on myself. I don't think I would have figured out. I, I always explain or I always tell people that I have been so privileged to uh, have access to these tens of thousands of people that I've interviewed for books and speeches and studied them and really listened to them and tried to learn from them. And so this is kind of an amalgamation. Maybe I would have figured out one or two of these on my own. I'm not sure. Um, Maybe I would have figured out the one about don't try and direct or lead other people's lives because otherwise that one will get you really in trouble. So I I, I think I would have figured that one on my own, but the the rest I've counted on uh, on other people. Uh, Any follow-up questions or any thoughts? Um, I was in a, I'm in a leadership development class that goes 14 months. And we were talking about this idea of leadership and and there was reference to four philosophers and as, and, and really the, the guidance for life that came from these four philosophers, when you put it all together, Socrates said, know thyself. Kierkegaard said, choose thyself. Mirandola said, create thyself. Jesus said, give thyself. And as you go through your list, you cover it all. 
know thyself. When you get up in the morning, you're spending 10, 10 minutes in mindful meditation. And then you're asking yourself, what do you want to accomplish for the day? Choose yourself, you know, goes back to what do you want to accomplish for the day? You're exercising. You're asking yourself if you're making a mountain or a molehill out of something, create thyself, exercise once again, eating a healthy diet, give thyself. You're, you're looking at how can you bring value to someone's life and not directing and leading someone out, paying somebody a compliment. That's giving yourself. So it was just, it was fun to connect dots in that way. Um, I have to ask you to do that one more time. You always impressed me. Just like I sent you a picture of a, of a bedroom today and you wrote back, I bet it's about making beds. You are just so damn smart and fast. So tell us the name of those, uh, of those four philosophers again and, and what each one brought to the table and gave. I, I think that's a, a brilliant synopsis and it's a place that I would have never ended up even though I have studied a lot of philosophy over the years. I, I think you did it very well. Sum it up one more time. Thank you. I was, I'm just connecting dots. So Socrates said, know thyself. Kierkegaard said, choose thyself. Mirandola said, create thy, thyself. Jesus, give thyself. Wow. Wow. That is, uh, that's a powerful summation. And just think, you did it in 30 seconds and it took me 15 or 20 minutes. My I apology. know, but you gave us, well... But it, the beautiful thing is, is you gave us the specific things that each and every one of us can do day in and day out. It's really simple. And to have a list like that and to set, put a set of reminders together, hey, you know, I'm going to get up and have a morning routine that includes meditation and, and scoping out the day and making my bed and looking for opportunities to serve. I mean, it's all... That's where the rubber meets the road. So that's what I appreciate. You know what? I, th I think I need to do a blog about this one too. Absolutely. I, I, I think I'm going to do that. Uh, I think this one turned out well. Fantastic. Anything else you want to add? Any final words for us? Uh, yeah. Once in a while, I, I, I try to end these podcasts with uh, just one final uplifting thought or provocative thought. And most often, I would say 70 or 80% of the time, I have one. One, one comes to mind, and I just jot myself down a note. I actually had to, I, I, I went looking this, this week, and I, I still have a W. Clemens Stone book in my library, or on my, on my library shelves in my study someplace. Uh, but I, I found this one online, and, uh, and I thought it says it all. Uh, and it's probably an apt close. If you are really thankful, what do you do? You share. Mm. That is the perfect way to sum up uh, this podcast. So Jason Jennings, thank you so much. This makes us all better, better human beings. So I appreciate that. I will remind our listeners, you can subscribe to the Game Changers in the iTunes store or at jason-jennings.com slash iTunes. We make it really simple that way. Each and every time a new episode hits the podcast channel, you are the first to know, and it's right there waiting for you. You can also email Jason. He responds to every message. is jason at jason-jennings.com. Once again, jason at jason-jennings.com is the best way to get a hold of him. Jason Jennings is the author who yesterday today has called one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. To learn how your group or company can have Jason keynote your next event, just visit the website. It's jason-jennings.com. 
This is The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.